Act Two, Part Two of Charlie's Aunt by Brandon Thomas. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two, Part Two. Enter Lord Fancourt right. Runs rapidly across stage, holding up skirts in front, only so that Spedigue following does not see trousers, and exits left. Enter Spedigue right. Runs across stage, out of breath, top hat wobbling perilously, and exits left, following Lord Fancourt. Enter Brasset from house. Stops in archway with tablecloth. Sees Lord Fancourt and Spedigue. Comes down and looks off left after them. What's his lordship up to with the old gent now? Looks as if they were having a game of some kind. I think it's very dangerous running about like that. I'm not sure I didn't catch sight of his lordship's trousers. Takes cigarette box off center table and puts it on table at back. Enter Jack and Kitty, right. Jack, entering left of Kitty, talking ardently. And now here we are at last. No one here, and I can speak to you. Kitty, my dear Kitty. Brasset, behind center table, lays cloth. Kitty sees Brasset, aside to Jack. But Jack, look! Kitty crosses to left, behind Brasset. Jack turns, sees Brasset, goes to him right, aside. What are you doing, Brasset? Laying the cloth for tea, sir. Go away! But you gave orders, sir. Go slowly behind Jack, to right. Kitty drops down left center. Put it back for half an hour. Quick, man. Can't you see I'm engaged? Brasset, right center. Jack, center, standing behind table. Brasset, looking from Kitty to Jack. Really, sir? Looks at Kitty, then to Jack. I congratulate you. Kitty turns away left, to hide laughter. Busy, confound you. Get out and don't come back. Quickly puts teacloth over Brasset's head, pushing him off through door to rooms. Brasset exits to rooms. Kitty goes left of center table and sits. Jack, coming behind table to Kitty. And now, my dear Kitty. <laughs> yes, Jack, you've said that before. Now don't interrupt me. I go straight at most things, and I'm not going to hesitate over this. Is it that you attach so much importance to it, or is it that you don't care what you do? It's both mixed. So, Kitty, my dear Kitty. Kitty, still chaffingly, looking up at him. Yes, Jack? Ah, Kitty, do be serious. In a few hours you'll be hundreds of miles away, and it may be years before we meet again. Unless... Unless... Kitty, still mischievously. Unless? Another upward look at him. What? Jack, swallowing it. Will you listen? Kitty, with mock helplessness. I can't help myself. Jack sits right of table, seriously. I've told you how my father intended me for Parliament and all that. Yes? Well, he tells me now that for the next few years I shall have to give up all that and earn my own living. Well, that will do you no harm, Jack. Jack, brightly, much encouraged. No, that's how I look at it. I've done well up here. I've worked hard, and work tells wherever you are. So... I intend to turn to and come out all right one way or another. Rising, going down right. Aside. 
I've broken the ice at last. Goes up quickly to Arch, right center. Kitty, aside, quickly. The dear fellow. Jack, aside, looking off to right. I hope they'll keep away. Kitty, chaffingly, over shoulder to Jack, upright. I'm sure I wish you every success. Jack coming to back of table. Of course, in time I shall be all right, but the question is, will you wait? Wait? Looking full at him. What for? Jack, disconcerted, drawing to right of table, quickly and nervously. No, I beg pardon, I didn't mean that. Oh, you didn't mean it? Jack, bravely. Uh, no, what I really mean is that before I say anything further, I should like you to understand... His courage melting. ...what I've been telling you. Kitty, after a little pause... Oh, yes. Cruelly. What was that? Jack sits right of table. Well, to be practical and lay everything fairly before you, my position in life will be something in, uh... The city. Uh, thanks. Uh, my home, uh... Suburban. Thanks. Exactly. Transit... Bus or rail? My personal income... Small. My extra income... Precarious. But under certain conditions, my fears would be nil and my hopes tremendous. Enthusiastically. Rising. Now you know all. Sits. That's how I stand. Kitty pointedly, nodding to chair. Oh, that's how you stand. Jack rising. Oh, Kitty. <laughs> Goes right, looks off. Aside quickly. It's my duty to tell her all. Going up right center to Arch, looking off right. Kitty aside, quickly. The dear fellow. Jack looking off right, shaking fist, aside. I'll kill anyone who comes now. Kitty affecting a kindly but unconcerned interest. Well, I hope those happy conditions will be realized to your heart's content. Jack coming down to left of Kitty, sincerely. Kitty, my dear Kitty. They will never be realized without you. Kitty rises, goes a little to center. Without me? Jack draws back apologetically, goes down left. Now you're vexed with me. You hate the city, you despise the suburbs, you loathe buses. Kitty reprovingly and affectionately, turning, facing Jack left. Why should you say that, Jack? Jack turning in wonder. Kitty. Kitty in front of center table. As if I hadn't the heart to do what thousands of better girls than I have done. Jack, a step towards her, surprised. Kitty! Kitty, sitting on edge of table. As if I couldn't guess all the happy fun that is to be got out of cooking and mending and ministering to the wants and happiness of the man who will work and strive for the woman he loves. Jack, hopefully, going a step nearer. Then, Kitty? Kitty rising, holding out hand. Try me, Jack. For I love you dearly. Jack, taking both her hands. You do, Kitty? You do? As much? Teasing again. As much as you love me, Jack. Jack, exultantly. Kitty! Going to kiss her. Kitty facing Jack, laughingly. Ha <laughs> My dear Kitty. My dear Kitty. You're a brick. Jack puts his arms round Kitty and kisses her. Kitty then runs up right center, looks off, and Jack goes down left center, 
Jack exultantly. I've done it! Facing audience down left. I've done it! In spite of the lot of them! Goes up left, walks up and down delightedly. Kitty turns, and seeing Jack walking up and down, she laughs. Kitty comes down right center. But what about my guardian, Mr. Spettigue? Jack, coming center, puts arm round Kitty. Both sit on table center. Jack, decisively. I'll see him at once. Kitty alarmed. No, that won't do. Won't do? No, I must have his consent in writing. In writing? Why? So that he can't retract. Crossing left. You don't know him as well as I do. Now, there's only one person who can get that written consent for us, so be a good boy and send her to me at once. Crossing Jack to left. Jack rising. What, Amy? Kitty returning left center. No, Charlie's aunt, Donna Lucia. Jack staggered. Donna Lucia? But Kitty... Now don't ask questions, there's a good boy, but send her to me at once while I find Amy. Exits left. Jack crosses right. Where are we now? This can't go on. Looks off right. Enter Charlie left, running. Bangs Jack on the back. I've done it. Jack, I've done it. Done what? Meeting Charlie right center. I've let the cat out of the bag and told her everything. You fool. Backing Charlie to center, holding him by coat. What for? Told her what? Charlie surprised. Did I allow her? Jack with relief, letting him go. Oh, is that all? Charlie, changing tone. Yes, but Jack, she's gone off to find Donna Lucia to get her uncle's consent. We shall be in the dickens of a mess yet. Well, keep cool, man, keep cool. We're all right up to now. We're all right up to now. Both coming down right center, beyond table. Enter Lord Fancourt left, running. No fan this entrance. Doubles between boys right center, and hides behind center arch, left side of it. Boys, catching sight of Spedigue left, go up right center, trying to look unconcerned. Enter Spedigue left. Spedigue strolls across stage, humming, out of tune. When and how shall I earliest meet her? What are the words she'll first say to me? Exits right. Boys watch Spedigue off over their shoulders, then cross to arch left, and bring Lord Fancourt down. Jack right, Charlie left of Lord Fancourt. You'll drag us into awful disgrace. Lord Fancourt between them center. And a damn good job, too. You don't know the things he keeps on saying to me. Jack abusively. He who? Why, my mash. Old Spettigue. Jack impatiently. Well, what does he say? Yes, what does he say? Lord Fancourt with a look at Charlie. No, Charlie's too young. Pushes Charlie away, whispers to Jack. Charlie, looking sulky, tries to hear. Hey, get out, man, that's nothing. No, but it's very embarrassing. Look how well I get on with the girls. Yes, confound you, too well. Oh, do I? Kicks skirt out of his way as he turns. Goes up and puts brooch on table, back. Then leans against arch right, feet crossed. Charlie with sudden frenzy. Jack, I can live this line no longer. Sits left of table, center. Jack, shouting aggressively. Now don't start that. Some lies have got to be lived. 
What for? Jack, savagely. To save confessing them, you duffer. Sits right of table. Charlie, despairingly. I wish to goodness you bring it all to an end. So do I. I want a drink. Jack, working himself up. To Charlie, but spoken at Lord Fancourt. We'd be all right if that donkey would only be reasonable and behave like a lady. I know all that, but he can't. He doesn't know how. As it is, the selfish idiot's ruining and spoiling everything. Lord Fancourt listens to this abuse, looking hurt. Takes off Fichu and flings it down in silence. I wish we'd asked Freddy Peel now. At any rate, Freddy Peel would have stood by us like a man. Lord Fancourt undoing dress. We were fools to trust him. The selfish little beast. Lord Fancourt lets dress slip to the ground and steps over it. When you think of all the miseries he's put us to. Lord Fancourt takes off petticoat and steps over that, looking injured with hands in his pockets. I feel so infernally indignant. I could wring his head off. Lord Fancourt, downright, turns back to audience, stands grinning, hands in trouser pockets, facing boys, defying them. He is now in shirt sleeves, waistcoat, and trousers, but still wearing wig, bonnet, and mittens. Charlie, seeing Lord Fancourt. Look! Look at him now! Lord Fancourt bolts through archway upright center, followed by Jack, who picks up petticoat and fichu. Charlie picks up dress round back of scene. Re-enter right after a second, followed by Spedigue. Exit upright center again. They re-enter down right, still running, same order, cross stage to up left. Exit Lord Fancourt up left as Spedigue re-enters right. Jack and Charlie stop up left. They quickly hide, dress, etc. behind their backs. Spedigue to Jack breathlessly. Ah, Mr. Chesney, have you seen Donna Lucia? Jack and Charlie point off left. In the garden. Exit Spedigue left. Jack and Charlie up left and return dragging Lord Fancourt down center. Charlie right of him, Jack left. Lord Fancourt center throwing them off. Here, you chaps. I won't stand this any longer. Let's Charlie have a go. Charlie goes down right. Jack puts Fichu half in left coat pocket, gets petticoat ready to put over Lord Fancourt's head. Lord Fancourt puts his hands in pockets in sulky refusal. Jack drops skirt over Lord Fancourt's head and tries to fasten it round his waist while standing behind him, finding it won't meet, comes forward to see the cause and makes Lord Fancourt take his hands out of his pockets. Take your hands out of your pockets. Lord Fancourt does so, and Petticoat falls to the ground. Jack pulls it up. Lord Fancourt fastens it. Here are your braces. Jack hands right elastic brace to Lord Fancourt, who lets it slip, hitting Jack in the eye. Jack gives brace again. Lord Fancourt fastens it while Jack takes left brace, turns toward left entrance, looking off anxiously. Brace springs out of his hand and hits Lord Fancourt. Jack grins. Lord Fancourt goes down left. Jack crosses right to Charlie. Picks up bottom of dress, which Charlie is holding by the shoulders with sleeves hanging down. Lord Fancourt, turning, sees them holding dress horizontally, runs and dives into it, then shakes Charlie by the hand as his arm comes out of right sleeve. When Lord Fancourt gets his collar fastened, Jack speaks. Just when we want old Spettigue in his best humour, you go and risk everything by this fool of a game. 
Lord Fancourt doing up dress. What fool of a game? I'm not going to marry old Spettigue. I could never be happy with a man like that. You know, Babs, if it was your girl, we'd do anything for you. Where's my antimacassar? Jack putting Fichu round Lord Fancourt. And all you think of is running after our girls, confound you. Charlie, am I all right behind? Straightening down his things, turns back to audience and gives his skirt a final flirt out behind with both hands. All go upright center, as though to exit. Charlie looks left. Look out, here are the girls. They stop. Lord Fancourt crosses left behind table to left center. Enter Kitty and Amy left. Kitty, going to left center by table. Oh, Donna Lucia, we've been looking for you everywhere. Indicating chair left of table to Jack, taking Lord Fancourt's arm and leading him down left center. Amy and I want so much to speak to you. Amy, having taken Lord Fancourt's left arm. We're in a difficulty. A difficulty? Charlie goes left of Amy. Jack brings chair from left of table and places it behind Lord Fancourt left center. Then goes to right of Kitty. And we want you to be an angel. Aside to Jack. Now, Jack, do go away. Yes, Charlie, do go away. Lord Fancourt to boys. Go away. They want me to be an angel. Jack and Charlie go up left center. Kitty kneels right of Lord Fancourt. Amy left. Kitty to Lord Fancourt. You know Amy's uncle, Mr. Spettigue, is my guardian, and under my father's will gets nearly all my money if I marry without his consent. And you know Jack and Kitty are in love with each other, and Jack's lost all his money or something. Kitty getting quicker. For years and years. Lord Fancourt looks at each in turn. Amy and quicker. And Kitty wants you to... No, wait a moment, Amy, dear. Lord Fancourt to Amy. Yes, wait a moment, Amy, dear. Places his arm round Amy. It's her turn now. Jack restrains Charlie from punching Lord Fancourt. Amy to Kitty. Now it's your turn. Lord Fancourt to Kitty. Yes, now it's your turn. Places arm round Kitty. Charlie prevents Jack from hitting Lord Fancourt. And Amy and Charlie are in love with each other too, but you don't object, do you? Rises. Oh no, my dears. Amy rises. Kitty and Amy together, kissing Lord Fancourt. You, you all dear, dear, you dear thing. thing. They go up together and look off up left. Jack and Charlie come down right and left of Lord Fancourt and punch him. Kitty and Amy return to right and left of Lord Fancourt. Kitty to Jack. Now Jack, do go away. Amy to Charlie. Yes, go away, Charlie. Lord Fancourt between girls. Yes, go away. We three girls want to be alone. Jack and Charlie go up left center. Kitty kneels right, Amy left as before. Charlie aside to Jack. I must end this. I must do something. Well, go and look after the tea. Exit Charlie, right center to rooms. I must bring them all and stop this. Exit hurriedly up left. Kitty to Lord Fancourt. Now first... You know where we left off, don't you? Yes. You're all in love and want to get married. Well, ah, uh, yes. And we want Uncle's consent. And yours. And we want you to be an angel and do it. An angel and do it? Do what? 
Kitty a little anxiously. Why, get Mr. Spettigue's consent. For both of us. Oh, for both of you. Yes, first, you see, you'll give your consent to Charlie and Amy, won't you? Lord Fancourt to Amy. Oh, yes. Nothing could be nicer. You are so kind, but I knew it from the first. Lord Fancourt to Amy. Would you like me to be one of your bridesmaids? They look away embarrassed and sit back on their heels. No, some other time. Well, now we want you to get his consent, but mine, being a legal affair, you understand, don't you? Oh, yes. Your father's will, you mean? Yes, his consent must be in writing. In writing. And you must get it. Lord Fancourt, blandly. Get it? Yes, you must make him write a letter or something. Oh, but my dears, I've no influence over him. Oh, but you're so clever and kind. And so rich. Oh, yes, and so rich. I remember I gave away half a crown on this morning. At any rate, you must try. Oh, dear Donna Lucia, do say you will try. We are going away. Oh, my darlings, don't leave me. Puts his arms round them. Yes, we're going to Scotland. Scotland? I know. A beautiful country. The whisky comes from... Movement of surprise from girls. Lord Fancourt takes his arms away. And you are our only hope. Oh, Donna Lucia, have you ever been in love? Oh, yes. Dozens of times. Movement of surprise from girls. I mean, uh, once in love, always in love, you know. Kitty rises. Then you know what it means to us, don't you? I should rather think I did. And you'll get his consent for us, won't you? Amy rises. Well, I'll do my best. Kitty goes centre. You can't say no now. Crosses behind Lord Fancourt to Kitty centre. No, not now. Then we'll find Mr. Spettigue. Taking Amy's arm, going right. And send him to you at once. Exeunt Kitty and Amy quickly right. Lord Fancourt rising, going right. Well, here's a deuce of a mess. Enter Brassett from rooms right centre. Slight pause as they catch each other's eye and smile. Oh, I say, Brassett, can you get me a brandy and soda? No, here's old Spettigue coming. Brassett crosses above table and replaces chair beside left table, from down left, taking cushions from chair and placing them in chair at back. Exits into rooms right centre. Enter Spettigue left, wearing property top hat with tin lining. Spettigue places hat, crown down, on chair left of table centre. To Lord Fancourt. Ah, there you are, dear Donna Lucia. Behind table. I have been looking for you all the afternoon. Enter Donna Lucia, left. I have so much to say to you. Donna Lucia, coming left centre. Mr. Spettigue, Mr. Spettigue. Spettigue turns. Will you introduce me? Spedigue aside. How annoying. Why couldn't she have kept away? Aloud. Oh, certainly. Donna Lucia, Mrs. Buttercup Smith, Donna Lucia Davidoris. Goes up left. How do you do? Comes center. They shake hands, meeting center. I'm Charlie's aunt from Brazil. 
where the nuts come from. Donna Lucia to Lord Fancourt, smiling. How do you do? Do you know I'm most interested in meeting you? Really? I knew your late husband. Intimately. Enter Charlie right center in archway. Spedigue goes down left. Lord Fancourt turns to fly, but is met by Charlie in arch right center. Donna Lucia crosses down right, smiling wickedly. Charlie stopping him, aside to Lord Fancourt. Whatever the matter, Babs. Lord Fancourt in terror, pointing. She knew my late husband intimately. Dashes across to upper left entrance. Enter Jack up left. Meets Lord Fancourt at upper left entrance. Jack stopping him to Lord Fancourt. Well, how are you getting on? Everything's all right, isn't it? No. She knew my late husband intimately. The deuce. Enter Brasset from rooms with tea, which he puts on table center, and goes to chair upstage. Enter Kitty and Amy from left through arch right center. Meet Charlie there up right center. Jack holding Lord Fancourt. Look out. Here's the tea. Well, what of it? Brasset puts chair from up center behind table. Jack aside to Lord Fancourt. You must entertain. Tucks Lord Fancourt's arm in his and leads him to table. Aloud, pleasantly, crossing behind Lord Fancourt. Now, Dona Luzia, uh, will you pour out tea? Kitty and Amy cross back to left, followed by Charlie. Stand talking. Charlie center, Amy left and Kitty right of him. Jack offers chair right of table to Donna Lucia and stands right of Lord Fancourt center. Oh, certainly. Donna Lucia sits right of table. Spedigue down left, aside. What a cruel interruption. We were getting on so nicely. Do we all take tea? Lord Fancourt neatly pours tea into first cup left, then into one other. Amy takes it, goes down left, gives it to Spedigue. She rejoins Kitty and Charlie up left center. Donna Lucia to Lord Fancourt. You haven't been in England long, have you? Jack rapidly, aside to Lord Fancourt. Change the subject. Lord Fancourt to Donna Lucia. Change the subject. Lord Fancourt deliberately pours tea into Spedigue's hat on chair left of table, very neatly without spilling any, all the time talking over his shoulder to Donna Lucia. Jack aside to Lord Fancourt. No, uh, do you take sugar and cream? Lord Fancourt to Jack. No, do you take sugar and cream? Jack aside to Lord Fancourt, losing patience. Ask her if she takes sugar and cream. Nodding towards Donna Lucia. Lord Fancourt to Donna Lucia, aloud. Ask her if she takes sugar and cream. Jack catches sight of tea and hat and pulls Lord Fancourt's sleeve. General consternation from all except Spedigue, who does not see tea and hat. Lord Fancourt stops pouring tea into hat and replaces teapot on tray as Spedigue says, I, uh... Turns. Comes left of table, and unconsciously holding cup directly over hat. I think I should like a little sugar and cream, Donna Lucia. Lord Fancourt pours cream into cup, then into hat, talking to Spedigue meanwhile. Spedigue, suddenly discovering tea and hat, puts cup on table and lifts up hat. My hat! My hat! Donna Lucia rises, goes right. Lord Fancourt puts down milk jug, looks apologetically concerned, and takes hat. I beg your pardon. 
He makes three circular movements with hat to mix the milk and tea, opens lid of teapot, pours tea back into teapot, again without spilling any, hands hat back to Spedigue. Spedigue takes hat. Lord Fancourt taps bottom of it. Brasset takes hat from Spedigue, who turns away left, wiping eye. Lord Fancourt gaily flips down lid of teapot and sits. Brasset exits to rooms with hat. Sir Francis enters right, joins Donna Lucia down right. Spedigue aside. I must keep her in the humor. I must see her alone. I have it. They must come to dinner. After dinner, that's the time for my purpose. Turning aloud. Pardon me, but I have a little proposition to make. Lord Fancourt rising. Here, here. Jack pushes him down again. And I can't take no. Orchestra starts playing very, very softly, same melody as in Act One. Gradually swells into full volume as the curtain falls. Re-enter Brasset, right center. Sir Francis enters arch right, joins Donna Lucia down right. Brasset announcing. Mr. Spedigue's carriage. Exit Brasset, right center. Ah, capital, the very thing. Now I want you, all of you, to come and stay and dine at my house. Oh, yes, Uncle. That will be delightful. How nice of you. Thanks, awfully, idea. sir. Spedigue to Lord Fancourt. You will return with me in the carriage now, Donna Lucia. Lord Fancourt rises. I can't. It's impossible. I will take no denial. I want you, all of you, to come. Enter Ella, arch right center. Donna Lucia, down right. I have my niece with me, Miss Stella Hay. Lord Fancourt looks scared, rises. Miss Stella he must get hold of each side of his dress skirt only, without catching up petticoat too, preparatory to throwing skirt overhead later. Bring her! Delighted! Lord Fancourt, coming center to Spedigue, unconsciously almost shaking his skirts. No, no, I can't. My things! My things! Turns, meets Ella center. As Lord Fancourt says, no, no, I can't, Ella starts to speak too. Ella looking up at sound of his voice. Huh. That voice. Running down to center. It is. It is. Meets Lord Fancourt center as he turns to meet her. Greatly surprised. Oh. Turns away disappointed to Donna Lucia. No. Music swells to crescendo. Lord Fancourt puts skirt over his head, falls back into Spedigue's arms. Spedigue catches hint. Jack kneels at Lord Fancourt's feet and holds down skirt, hiding feet with hat. Tableau. Curtain. End of Act Two, Part Two.